Culture is now aware of false flags, operations that are executed by the powers that be and blamed on someone else, are now being called out in real time on social media platforms despite all the censorship. It's becoming popular, and if the powers that be can no longer trick us, then they will try and hurt us. According to the scientific data, nearly all humans have a certain degree of psychic awareness, and some of us become acutely aware of it. The term remote viewing was coined by the U.S. Department of Defense when they began training people in this field. It is the art of viewing an unknown target at any distance within the mind's eye and retrieving accurate data. To refine this data, remote viewers work together as a team and look for redundant data. When we look at remote viewing data, if one person says something, you know, that's interesting. If two describe the same thing, that's a little more weight. When three or four describe the same thing, we pretty much take that to the bank. Remote viewing teams such as the Future Forecasting Group work with a double-blind protocol. This means that they do not know where or what the target is. The information they are given is an arbitrarily designated number, such as A9I5-Q7K4. As they blindly view the target in a meditative state of focus, imagery is flashed in the mind and immediately sketched out and collected. The Future Forecasting Group has been successful at predicting the Panama Canal incident, the destruction of the Kokovka Dam in Ukraine, the Halloween stampede in South Korea, police violence at the Canadian trucker protest, and many others, which can all be found at futureforecastinggroup.com. The Future Forecasting Group was recently assigned the target of the next financial crisis, but the entire team was all distracted by overpowering images of a catastrophic event. They all saw the same thing, massive explosions with multiple points of impact, small particles and debris falling from the sky, people sick with cesium, which is the most dangerous of all radioactive isotopes used in dirty bomb scenarios. They saw police checkpoints, people seeking shelter underground, and an exodus of sad-looking people. Remote viewing goes back in the written record for millennia and has been repeated in the current scientific record for decades. According to this body of work, most people are able to do this. And this is why Cliff High's predictive linguistics program works. By reading the entirety of human language across the World Wide Web, the program will list repeated words and phrases in all languages, creating a macroscopic view of what everyone is talking about. So if all humans are psychic, whether they know it or not, then you would see it in the collective chatter, especially for traumatic events. The bigger the trauma, the more people would be emoting their anxiety online. And key words can be found, such as the word ejecta which has been showing up in Cliff High's work, which shows the same event. My data 
had, has very rarely had this particular set of words show up in it. And one of it was ejecta. Ejecta. As well. and, and that was in our remote viewing data. Like, yeah. Predictive linguistics reveals a time frame of when a big event happens at the point in time when the tension language ends and the release language begins. The tension language is the psychic awareness before an event, and the release language is the event itself as everyone is made aware. Based on this, Cliff High sees this event happening near the end of the year. Both the Predictive Linguistics and the Future Forecasting Group saw that this was a decision that was made by some faction of government, and they propose that if enough eyes are on the powers that be, then maybe it will never happen. We are in this period of time that I call uncertainty, okay? And throughout, so from here to the event is an uncertain period of time in which we will feel uncertainty as we move towards this event. But I'm of the opinion that we can do things now that will alter the potential future that would arise. And so people out there, if we... I'm of the opinion that if we got enough people to talk about this and know about this, it would make uh, both of us into bullshitters because it wouldn't happen. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. It's Thursday, September 21st, Year of Our Lord 2023. And... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's down. The French government, and you know they're doing this just to hold Apple hostage and get a bunch of the money. They're not doing it because they care. Maybe the scientists do, but not the government itself. Goes, oh my God, the new iPhone has way more radiation than the other ones. So do these droids. And it's causing massive illnesses and cancer in rats. Because it has been ordered to pull its iPhone 12 from the market in France. A government agency there says the gadget produces a radiation level that is too high in some cases. The test found when the phone is in a person's pocket or held close to the body, it emits nearly two watts per kilogram more than what's allowed by European countries. Recently... Consumer Reports in the United States advised that nobody keep a phone in their pocket. And this is just a little simulation here of the radiation um, as it's moving. And one of the things we know is that the dielectric constant of the penis and the testes is rather high because they're full of fluid. The more fluid in, an, in a part of the body, the higher its absorption will be. And uh, this is just a simple illustration of the dose to the gonads and the bone marrow. And that is why, in fact, this is one of the secrets of cell phones. They are always tested in a holster. Yeah, because it's 5G enabled. Now, we already had the studies 10 years ago, when they were studying 5G, that it's way worse than regular cell phone radiation. Normal cell phone radiation from the towers and the phones causes massive brain tumors, massive breakage of DNA. We've been spending years covering all that. It's a fact. Here's Wired Magazine. 5G smartphones cause cancer. Big wireless doesn't want you to know. Mind control by cell phone. Scientific American. And then they can put over different wavelengths to actually control your brain with the carrier wave that's on it. Developed by the DARPA and the CIA. Doctor says children particularly vulnerable. The dangers of 5G. 5G danger. Hundreds of respected scientists sound the alarm about health effects of 5G networks go up nationwide. Cancer cluster, California, 
Elementary school results in removal of Sprint cell tower. Even the teachers are dying. It's like saying, do you smoke light filtered cigarettes or do you inhale cigars? You're going to get lung cancer quicker inhaling cigars than smoking light cigarettes. They're, they're still both bad. Apple, it's now been caught sending out memos to their employees to cover this up. And it's going to be just like cigarettes. They knew cigarettes gave you cancer 150 years ago. For those people that have a 5G phone and thinking, oh, I can just turn off 5G on my phone, you can't turn off that level of radiation. And I've been saying that for so long. It's like, you know, there are certain things that that phone carries, certain antennas, certain pulsations that you cannot switch off. What we're going to be seeing now is them trying to strip back the regulations. They're trying to say, like, Apple needs two weeks to, you know, counter this argument. It's all within regulation. The regulation, the standard, is to test on the dummy Sam. So the damn Sam is literally feeling too radiated by an iPhone 12. That is what's going on. The iPhone 12 with the dummy is feeling too much radiation. But the average leftist globalist, they don't think second order, third order development. They're not actually following a dialectic. They, they use dialectics on us, but they don't go by the same rules they have for us. They know how to manipulate us, manipulate us using dialectics, but then they can't look out and see how all these waves are going to combine and what they're going to form. He's asked to share the following message with the world. Remember, I'm only the messenger. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. The atrazine in the water all of it. The globalists let it happen to us. They brag how it's sterilizing us and bending our gender, but they're being hit by it too. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning. So much news to cover, so much craziness going on. I tell you what, out here in Austin, Texas, the city is crazy. It is amazing. Everyone is hustling and bustling. Traffic is absolutely insane, which is why I'm joining you a little bit late this morning. But on the way over here, I just can't believe, you know, I was listening to an Alex Jones broadcast. This is maybe a couple of months ago. I can't remember which day it was, and I wonder if you remember it, but do you guys remember when Alex was complaining about traffic a couple of weeks ago here in Austin? He's like, if you're in the left lane, it's for passing, screwball! So now every time I'm stuck in traffic, I just want to call everybody a screwball. In other news, Ukraine suspends trans spokesperson Sarah Ashton Cirillo over threat to assassinate Russian propagandists. Let's go ahead and play the clip for that. Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. 
Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. So Ukraine's Territorial Defense Forces transgender spokesman Sarah Ashton Cirillo was suspended on Wednesday, effective immediately over his threat to assassinate Russian propagandists. Statement of Sergeant Ashton Cirillo in recent days were not approved by the command of the TDF or the command of the AFU. The TDF said in a statement when conducting military operations against the aggressor, the defense forces of Ukraine strictly observe the norms of international humanitarian law. So, you know, I think this is a testament to the level of desperation that is being reached in Ukraine. When you have that sort of language, that sort of desperate rhetoric, the the, the more heated that it gets over time, the more it seems to suggest that things are getting ever increasingly desperate for the Ukrainians. Now, good on them for firing them over that, but this does come sort of in the context of um, Jack Posobiec being added to the Ukrainian hit list of those who were considered enemy of the state. And I believe that hit list even calls for um, uh, international law enforcement to recognize people on the list as enemies of Ukraine. So we are seeing this increasingly desperate rhetoric coming from Ukraine, and they fired this person over it. So one of three statement of the command of the Territorial Defense Forces of the Armed Forces of Ukraine regarding some statements of the spokesperson of the TDF, Junior Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo. It's uh, um, and then the story goes on. So the decision followed a public spat between Ashton and Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. On Friday, Vance asked the Biden regime whether Ashton Cirillo was connected to U.S. intelligence or is being funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars. So it seems like things have gotten out of hand. We have our own leaders being added to lists, being criticized by spokespeople from Ukraine. Because they need us so much, they are losing so badly, and now they want to blame it on us, and it's just not going over very well. Dear Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, and Director Haynes, in recent days a video circulated of an individual who claims to be an English-speaking spokesperson for the Ukrainian military. In the video, this individual, Sarah Ashton Cirillo, looks directly into the camera and threatens physical violence to anyone who circulates Russian propaganda. So, freedom of speech is certainly not something that Ukraine believes in, despite the fact that this spokesperson in the clip we just saw talks about the importance of liberty and total Ukrainian liberation. Stick with us, folks. We will be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We do have the awesome Trifecta Pack for sale at 40% off when you get these three great products, and you should get on it quickly because some of these products, I believe, are almost out of stock. I think Bodies is running low. So now's your chance to get 40% off these three great products for the first time in a long time, and it could be a long time coming before the opportunity presents itself again. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone 
Pregnenolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. The American Journal. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Written and recorded by J.J. Kale. Stolen! Eric Clapton. Such a cooler version. It's like, oh. The confidence, the calmness, the slowness, the patience. That is how the song is supposed to sound. Eric Clapton. Hosts a private concert and raises $2.2 million for RK Jr. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate the fact that Eric Clapton has come out publicly against these vaccines. I understand that he had some negative side effects of the AstraZeneca vaccine when he took it. And I appreciate the fact that he's supporting RFK Jr. Because I would love to see RFK Jr. as the Democratic candidate for the president of the United States. But Eric Clapton, I got a problem with Eric Clapton. All of his good songs were written by someone else, J.J. Kale, namely, Call Me the Breeze, After Midnight, Cocaine. And nobody really knew that. (laughs) They always think that Clapton wrote them. Then his best song that he actually did have some writing in, Layla, he wrote with another writer, and he wrote it about somebody else's wife. It's like, this dude can't do anything on his own. He's got to either steal someone's wife or steal somebody else's songs. Guitar legend Eric Clapton held a private benefit concert in support of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that netted a whopping $2.2 million for the Democrat presidential candidate. Tickets to the, quote, Truth, Unity, Peace, and Posterity, end quote, event held on Monday at a private estate in Beverly Hills, California, were priced from $3,300 to $6,600. 
I don't even think I would pay $33 to see him. The $3,300 ticket includes the Clapton performance and remarks from the candidate, reported Spectrum News, and the $6,600 ticket includes a private reception with RFK Jr. and special guests according to the Kennedy campaign. Let me, guys, let me give you guys a tip. If you really want to talk to people like RFK Jr. or political influencers, the best way to do it is not to spend $6,600. It's to start a podcast and grow it over an extended period of time. Because if you work really hard on a podcast for a couple of years, virtually anyone will talk to you in order to be on the podcast. So I feel bad for the schmucks that pay that kind of money just to shake hands with somebody and get a picture. It's just so vain and superficial. However, I am happy that RFK was able to raise that money. I hope that he wins the primary. I don't have a lot of optimism that he will, but I hope he does. And kudos to Eric Clapton, despite the fact that he got famous off of other people's songs. At least he's able to raise other people's money for other candidates. So great news there. New reports about this F-35. Apparently it was an issue with the weather. Quote, he just lost it in the weather. Audio from F-35 crash response emerges. First of all, I'm not even sure that their weather was questionable in the area at the time. Typically, if the weather was going to be dangerous, I don't think they would even fly these training missions. This is just some psyop crap that we're seeing around this story. Much about the recent crash of a U.S. Marine Corps F-35B Joint Strike Fighter in South Carolina remains unknown, but some additional details have now emerged thanks to recorded air traffic and first responder radio calls. Video of the site where the debris from the jet was found has also now become available. The first word that something had happened came on the 17th after the F-35B's pilot ejected safely. However, the jet was on autopilot and continued on its own for some time in a zombie state. So the pilot had to eject over a weather issue, but the the plane was able to just fly around no problem in a zombie state. Like you'd think that the ejection would be something that would happen right before a crash, right? So if the weather was the issue, the weather would have been causing a crash, which caused an ejection. But this plane was flying around for some time on autopilot without a pilot, despite the fact that the weather was the reason. The public was encouraged to alert authorities to any information they might have had before the debris field was finally found a day later. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't even think that they have the plane. Frankly, at this point, I think that the plane was stolen and they're so embarrassed that it was stolen that they're covering it up by saying the malfunctions were due to the weather and they found the crash. But I don't buy it for one minute. Hey, can I chime in here on this? Go ahead. What do you have on your mind, Weber? So uh, what I have on my mind, uh, you know, last night got a little stoned, was Uh thinking about it. If I was a propagandist, whoa. I was a propagandist, right? If if I wanted to get uh, this message out that a plane did crash, now I I uh, differ from you in the sense that I feel like maybe it crashed, maybe it was a training accident. I'm I'm ambiguous. I'm still open to different things. Mm-hmm. But if I did want to get that that message out, right, I would want it you know, to reach at least 20% of people. I would want it to hit critical mass, right, in the public consciousness. Uh, and you can do that easily with a viral video. Maybe it's a viral video of a guy doing something super crazy that's going to go viral on TikTok, like going, <laughs> and then everybody's saying, oh, did you see that crazy guy, the witness of the plane crash? And that solidifies the fact that the plane crashed in people's minds. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah but just, nobody actually witnessed it, right? There was just that guy that, guy that heard, he heard it, though. He yeah. heard it. But he didn't there we see go. It. Yeah. Whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard, boom. America you loves know? that man right now. I mean, a man unironically wearing a straw hat. Right. <laughs> that is amazing. Right. I didn't Which even know also, that existed okay, anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, that is true South Carolina for you if you've ever been. But, um, you know, that, let's, let's say that, you know, everything is, you know, as it is, as it seems, yeah. right? Okay. Great. Benefit of the doubt. But I'm just saying, you know, if I were a propagandist, that's probably a tactic I'd employ. Mm, interesting. So the recording apparently in this article says that the heavy background noise and Portions are entirely unintelligible. However, air traffic controllers can be heard trying to raise military pilots using the call signs. Was that Swede 11 and 12 as well as anyone else in the area flying F-35s? And why would they ground every single plane, though, in the entire force if it was just like a weather related incident, man? I, I don't know. Like, yes, obviously, for some reason, the government is. Wants the entire public to be aware of this issue. So I would have thought just in, intuitively that if the F-35 was hacked and then stolen, they wouldn't have wanted to reach out to the public and make the public aware of it by saying, hey, guys, if you see a plane flying around, let us know where it is. But on the other hand, there, there's reason to not trust the government, because I remember a time when we saw photos of ISIS with a plumbing uh, with a plumber's truck from America. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there was like a 50 cal machine gun, uh, on the back of that truck. And, you know, Hey, it sure it's wasn't a just, a, it wasn't just a Texas plumber, was it? <laughs> 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 so anyway, folks, very suspicious. They definitely want everybody to know that it crashed in a field and just showing footage of, you know, sort of a burnt field isn't enough to get everybody's attention. So that dude might have been a might have been a plan. I agree with with Weber on that on that front. That guy is totally conducive to viral video content. We'll probably use that clip in the future for InfoWars promos and things of that nature. So anyway, he's, he's our new mascot. He's our new mascot. That's right. Stick and with soul this, animal. Stick with us folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit infowarsstore.com. The Infowars Life Trifecta Pack is available. Get 40% off when you get DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Bodies together at infowarsstore.com. Right back folks after. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. I'm not sure if you saw his appearance on Tim Pool's podcast last night at Timcast IRL on YouTube, but I thought he did a great job. Attorney General Garland invokes the Holocaust to defend his policies of persecuting and indicting and imprisoning his political opponents. I want to dive right into clip four and then we'll dive into the story. The system of justice is clear and it's clear to the American public and the buck stops with the man in charge. That man is you. The actions of the DOJ are on you. The decline of Americans' trust in our federal law enforcement is on you. The political weaponization of the DOJ is on you. Attorney General, I need a simple yes or no to the following. Just yes or no, because we don't have much time. Do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Yes or no? Let me answer what you've said in that long list of... of, I'm at, it's, and I'll be happy the, to answer all of those. Attorney but General, just, I control the time. I'm going to ask you to answer well, the you, questions you, I asked. You control time by asking me a substantial number of things. And I, let I, me I didn't ask you those things. I, I made a statement. The, Attorney will, General, through the chair, I ask you, do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Okay. Answer I have no question. idea what your what the traditional uh, means here. The Catholics, idea, let me Catholics just, that go I to church. Your, may I answer your question? Yes, the idea no. that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI question. that did this. It was your FBI that was sending, and we have the memos, we have the emails, we're sending undercover agents into Catholic churches. Both I and the director this of the is, FBI the, have said the that we were appalled have said that we were appalled by that memo. So then you agree the that they're not extremists? We were appalled by that memo. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that... Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything in that memo is Are they appalling. extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Catholics are not extremists. No. Was anyone fired for drafting and circulating the anti-Catholic memo? You have in front of you the inspection uh, division's investigation. Just tell me yes or no, please. I don't know. We have the no answer. time. I don't know the answer to that. There's okay. A Do you dis- agree? Why can't he just answer the question? What is it with these people? It wouldn't be the first time that the FBI was known to do things like that. Not only has it infiltrated Catholic churches, but we've seen that the government, in other instances, exclusively or disproportionately focused its efforts on auditing and taxing conservative organizations when Eric Holder was running things under the Obama administration. This is a government that is hell-bent and designed upon persecuting and prosecuting conservatives disproportionately to leftists so that those who support the political opposition feel the pain, feel the fear of what it really means to stand up against the state. That's what this is about. And while that small man sits behind that counter and claims to be the victim of the Holocaust, he is doing all that the Nazi party did up until the point of the Holocaust. By expanding government powers, by having an intelligence community that is out of hand, by protecting those who would commit violence against the right, while condemning those as violent 
who protest peacefully against the left, when you have a situation in which political dissidents are being imprisoned for 22 years, some of whom are parents with children, children under the age of 10, being stripped from their children and their families because they showed up to the wrong place at the wrong time to say the wrong thing, who's actually a Nazi? And don't get me wrong, I feel bad for the Jewish people, and I understand that the Holocaust is something that especially happened to them, that if you were Jewish, you were killed just because you were Jewish during the Holocaust. But the Holocaust is not something that happened exclusively to Jewish people. It happened to all sorts of political dissidents. 80,000 to 200,000 Freemasons were killed during the Holocaust. You had to wear a red triangle on your sleeve if you were a Freemason in the camps because that designated you as a political dissident or a political enemy or a political criminal. It's part of the reason why my podcast, One American Podcast, has a red triangle as the logo because I know that those who stand up against the state are going to be the first ones classified as domestic terrorists, are going to be the first ones classified as political enemies, and he can sit up there and claim that he would never be so self-righteous as to judge people based off of what their religion is because of what happened to his ancestors in the Holocaust when everything that the FBI has been doing basically since its inception has been an expansion of its own power and a mitigation of the rights of free American people. I contend... That the world would be a better, safer place if the FBI didn't exist at all. And the other part that bothers me so much, the hubris of it that bothers me so much, is that those who have been traditionally victims seem to think that they could never conceivably be perpetrators. If we should learn one thing from World War II, one thing from the Third Reich, one thing from the Nazis, it's not that those people were especially evil. It's that we are all capable of doing especially evil things in the right circumstances. The lesson is not that we are good and they are Nazis. The lesson is that within us is the capacity to do such evil. No matter who we are, whether you're Jewish, whether you're white, whether you're black, whatever religion you have. And the fact that he would sit up there and say just because of who his ancestors were, he's incapable of evil, makes him more vulnerable to doing the most evil things possible. The fact that I'm sitting here right now and I'm acknowledging that there is a great likelihood that were I in the situation where I was ordered to be a guard of a camp, it is very likely that I would have done it, despite the fact that that absolutely disgusts me to even suggest on air or admit, even to myself quietly in my own conscience, means that I am miles and miles away from being that person or that level of evil compared to somebody like Garland who can't even acknowledge the fact that that evil lies within us all. That's the problem with the left. The left thinks that it has inherent moral superiority. It's really kind of the basis of all racism to begin with, in my opinion, because the basis of racism is that certain races are inherently superior to others, right? That's the entire argument. That's the fundamental. That used to be the real definition of racism is just the belief that any race is either inherently inferior or inherently superior to another. And the problem with leftists is that they believe that they are inherently superior morally to anyone who disagrees with them. So a leftist who says that a white person can never be the victim of racism is someone who actually is being racist because they're saying that white people are inherently because of their race morally inferior to all other races 
and therefore they can never be the victim of injustice like racism because they can only be the perpetrators of it. It sounds like a lot of the claims that the Nazis made about the Jews. Oh, they're not victims of injustice because traditionally they have always been the perpetrators of injustice. It's some Nazi shit. Pardon me. Well, you know, the, the old rule of thumb would be if you're in an argument and you have to invoke Hitler, you've lost the argument. But it's slowly turning into if you have to invoke the Holocaust, you know you've lost the argument. Yeah, I think so. I, or, or just any sort of victim thing, right? If you have to invoke the fact that you have ancestors that were slaves 200 years ago, it's like you lost the argument, in my opinion. I don't know. Here's the thing. You should not be either proud or ashamed of your heritage because it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't matter. My grandfather, I'm, you know, I'm inclined to be proud that he served in World War II because I think World War II was one of the act, last acts of American heroism in the world stage. But really, his service in World War II had absolutely nothing to do with me, and it's up to me and the way that I live my life to live up to that legacy. I'm not proud of him for it. I think it's great that he did it. He should be proud of himself for it. But what he did has nothing to do with me. And same with all the evil that my ancestors may or may not have committed. I tell you what, we are all descendants of rapists and murderers, no matter who you are, because we've been around a long time. Don't be proud or ashamed of what they've done. Be proud or ashamed of what you do. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and keep us on the air. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities, they ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
after midnight. We're going to let it all hang out. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. This is Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Another great after song midnight. by J.J. Kale. So We're much cooler than the Clapton version, folks. I'm telling you, Clapton is the most overrated guitar player in the history of guitar players. Wild news story. 68-year-old man takes box cutter to his wrist after revealing pedophilic disorder to predator poacher. Let's dive right into clip 03. How's it going? My name's Gordon. This is Philip. Nice to meet you, man. Uh, I got a package for you. Um, it's about some messages online to some younger ladies that we probably should go over and talk about, okay? You want to come in? Yeah, yeah. Come on in. Come on. Beautiful apartment, man. It's really nice. Yeah, so it's about some messages to some people like on Facebook and, you Are know. Are y'all cops or what? No, 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 no. We just want to talk to you, man. That's it. I've got, a, I've got four friends that um, were uh, pretty closely watching all my posts. Okay. And I got in a lot of trouble with them. Got in a lot of trouble with them, and uh, I unfriended all of them. Well, did they know you in person, or? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I have what's called pedophilic disorder. It's a it's a medical condition, but I'm not a child molester. How many times has underage porn been shown to you? You know that again. That's that's kind of cyclic uh, with my hormones. Okay. So you so you mentioned it's it's cyclic. So, so how how often does that kind of cycle where it's underage porn? I guess is the question. About uh, once every three months. So where, where where do you where do you usually find that? Well, it would have had to have been Facebook. What is the underage stuff that uh, Facebook showed you? Uh, like um, prepubescent girls. Okay. I know you've looked up like preteen porn before all the phones and all that stuff. The site that, that really uh, got me into all this was EHChat. You can, it used to be really open and then they, then they cut it down. They cut it really far down. Open in what way? About, about uh, talking. Okay. About uh, talking about um, pedophilic uh, ideas and uh, molestation and things like that. Was it mostly centered around like your daughter and stuff? Or, or yes. I'm sorry, okay. Yes. Did you talk about your daughter like that? Yes. When did you start having sexual ideas about your daughter? That lasted for a long time, about mm -hmm. three years ago. I was texting her uh, suggestive comments, and um, she uh, cut me off and uh, won't have anything to do with me anymore. I don't, don't know anything about her anymore. Now, um, do you want me to get some um, sort of start a contact with uh, an attorney so that all this doesn't happen again? Uh, yeah, call him right now. They're probably closed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are really, uh, really tracking me down here, aren't you? Yes, we are. You know everything I, I've done. Yes, and we've know you. We know all about my life. Yes, correct. We know you've molested your daughter. So why? Uh, how, mu how much longer are y'all going to harass me? You know, Philip, you're lucky. Who, is, you're, you're who, lucky. Is, who, is, who in the hell is tracking me? You're lucky you're in Austin, Texas. And, you, know, um, you know, I don't like this. Oh, I don't give a f I really don't. You are lucky you are in Austin Hold on because if you were in one county over, the cops would be here putting your f sorry ass in cuffs. I'm going to show you something here. Just hang on. What, is it a weapon? No, sir. All right. Okay, all right. Oh, hey. You better call the ambulance. You want me to cut again? No, 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 no. Call the cops right now. We are. Austin 911, you need police, fire, Attempted suicide. Uh, someone's trying to kill themselves here at, uh, what's the address? He's admitted to being a pedophile, and uh, we need somebody here ASAP because he's... Okay, wait, hang on, hang on. If he's sending his wrist, I need to get shown with EMS. 
Okay. There's an individual here with a box cutter who's cutting his wrists um, because he uh, admitted to being a pedophile. And um, if we get EMS here ASAP, because he. Now, if, if you leave, I might keep doing this. You, maybe you better stay and watch. Well, you can drop it and we'll stay. Drop the knife. I'm going to go sit down. Alex, uh, if he still has that box cutter. Yeah, it's, a, it's out of his hands now. He's just sitting there. Uh, looks like a pretty big gash. He's breathing, yeah. But. He says if we leave, he's probably going to keep doing this. So, I mean, I think send somebody ASAP because we're not medical professionals. Is he completely alert? Are you alert, Philip? Sir? He, are, you, are you alert right now? He... Not very, no. It's going to take me days to get over this. You, you mother are, are putting my life at risk. That is heavy. Man. Why is it the cops... Don't seem to be doing it. I've seen so many viral videos of independent YouTubers, independent TikTokers, independent journalists doing things like this, basically doing the to-catch-a-predator method shtick where they show up and they approach somebody that's either been communicating with an underage account or waiting to meet an underage person who may or may not actually be underage. And they basically just make the person go viral, but these people never seem to be locked up. I was talking about this the other day when I snapped on, I think it was Tuesday, on how the, the government does everything except for the things that it's supposed to do, right? It's supposed to protect our you know, sort of personal rights, including private property rights. It's supposed to protect the border, and it's supposed to enforce contracts. But it doesn't do any of those things, and it does everything else. Like, Why is it that that person is walking around in my city when I have underage girls in my home? Why does that person exist on the face of the earth? Why is that person not in prison indefinitely? And obviously they can't stop doing it with this, quote, pedophilic disorder. They try to make it like a clinical issue so that it's not a moral issue, right? Oh, this person's not actually evil. They're just sick with some sort of mental disorder. So, you know, they need treatment. They have hormonal cycles. He said that he only watches child porn when he's on his hormonal cycle. So once every three months, I guess, with the new moon. He decides that he's really attracted to underage girls. Like, what the hell is going through his mind? He's totally rationalized and justified this type of behavior. And the guy pointed out, he's like, you're lucky you're in Austin because if you were in one state over, the cops would be here right now. What are the police doing? I know that there's about a 10% chance that when I leave the office here at InfoWars, I will get pulled over. I've been pulled over more times since I have started working at InfoWars than I've been pulled over in the last five to ten years cumulatively right so they're going to pull me over but that fat freak can sit in his chair and harass underage girls on facebook all day without being locked up in prison i tell you what the biggest damn mistake that i see in that video is that guy called the ems after he slashed his wrists on the next story i can't even take it anymore on the next story biden stumbles on flag fiddles with earpiece in awkward press conference with brazil's president lula President Joe Biden met with fellow socialist chief executive Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva of Brazil on Wednesday to announce a joint initiative on workers' rights. Why are we doing joint initiatives on workers' rights in Brazil? Intended to promote the restructuring of their economies to fight alleged climate change. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's always about climate change. It's like, well, okay. All right. So we're going to meet with these South American countries. We're going to work on climate change. And then we're going to apply no pressure to them to stop sending all of their citizens over the border to the United States. 
The press conference following their engagement, the second of the year, featured multiple awkward moments between the two leaders, including an instance in which Lula appeared to expect a handshake from Biden who turned his back and walked off stage. Biden had shaken Lula's hand earlier during the press conference. Do we have a clip of this or not? We just played it. Oh, we just played it? Okay. So, again, another Biden gaffe. What, what, what else can you expect? NATO is fracturing in a U-turn. Poland announces it will no longer arm Ukraine. Now, this is fascinating because the narrative up until this point has been that if we allow Russia to have its way with Ukraine, then what's to stop it from invading Poland, right? That's been the narrative. It won't stop with Ukraine. It'll be Poland. And now we have a situation in which Poland is like, ah, we're done giving resources to Ukraine. If Ukraine's really the last stalwart, the last defense the last line or partition between Russian invasion of Poland, if Ukraine is really this last line, then why would Poland ever stop supporting Ukraine? It must not believe that narrative. It must know that narrative to be very unlikely. The dam is breaking on unified Western support for Ukraine. The timing couldn't be worse for Zelensky, given tomorrow he's expected to meet with President Biden at the White House. On Wednesday evening, there is monumental news out of Poland, which could potentially change the entire course of the war. Poland, quote, will no longer arm Ukraine to focus on its own defense. Interesting. So maybe it's thinking that Ukraine's lost the war and it is worried about an aggression from Russia, so it's going to focus on its own defense. Polish Prime Minister Morawiecki announced just hours after Warsaw summoned Ukraine's ambassador related to a fresh war of words and spat over blocked grain, according to the AFP. Warsaw has throughout more than a year and a half of the Ukraine-Russia war between Kiev's staunchest and most outspoken supporters been supportive. Will this massive and hugely significant about-face mark the beginning of the end? Are peace negotiations and ceding of territory in the Donbass inevitable at this point? Within the last 48 hours, relations between Poland and Ukraine quickly spiraled to their lowest point since the Russian invasion, and it is directly related to Warsaw leading an excuse me, war-sounding Warsaw leading a handful of EU countries to extend a grain export ban on Ukraine. Stick with us, folks. We've got more great news to cover for the rest of the morning. We've got a great guest coming in in about 30 minutes, Mr. Cody Wilson. Very excited to be speaking with him. And make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com to check out the trifecta pack from InfoWars Life. Three great products purchased together at a whopping 40% off. Stick with us, folks. We will be right back. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you. 
You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. We're just covering how Poland does not seem to have Ukraine's back anymore. And I was going to move on, but I just have to share some of this content in this article with you to give you a little bit more context and a surprisingly blunt and terse remark given to reporters on the sidelines of the u.n general assembly polish president said on tuesday ukraine is behaving like a drowning person clinging to anything available he then said a drowning person is extremely dangerous capable of pulling you down to the depths simply drown the rescuer Given Ukraine's battlefield losses and as it's currently bogged down in a failing counteroffensive, the words no doubt stung. So Poland can admit that Ukraine has lost the war. And I don't blame Ukraine for not admitting it. Frankly, an invaded country should never admit loss. They should just fight until every last man is dead, in my opinion, just on sheer principle. But the United States should also share Poland's sentiment and admit the loss. We saw breaking news about Ray Epps this week being charged with a wrist slap misdemeanor. It was a major joke, and you can tell that the mainstream media is the way that they're covering it. You can tell that it's just they're just charging him so they can say that the conspiracy theory about Ray Epps was baloney, right? So now, anytime you say anything about Ray Epps as a right winger, they're going to say we charged him. You were lo- you were wrong. Your conspiracy theory was full of crap. And if you look, I mean, if you just do a Google search of Ray Epps charged, every single mainstream media headline will say subject of conspiracy theorist or something about conspiracy theory or something about subject of Tucker Carlson's conspiracy theory. Every single headline mentions the conspiracy theory in the context of him being charged because the only reason they're charging him is so that they can claim the conspiracy theory isn't true. And the reason that they're charging him with the lowest possible crime, given what he was actually doing, is because the conspiracy theory is true. Let's see what Massey had to say about Garland in clip six. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've had- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two just, years to find man, out. And man. the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah, I answer the question? I'm going to ask you one now. Uh, yeah, let's, we'll let the gentleman. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, 
Go ahead, but... The, uh, in discovery, in the cases um, that were filed with respect to January uh, 6, um, the Justice Department prosecutors provided whatever information they had about uh, the question that you're asking. Uh, with respect to Mr. Epps, the FBI has said that he was not an employee or informant of, of the uh, FBI. Uh, Mr. Um, Epps has been charged, um, and there's a proceeding, I believe, going on today on that subject. The charge is a joke. I yield to the chairman. The, the time the gentleman has expired, the chair recognizes the, uh, the gentleman from California. Mr. Attorney General, my colleague just said that you should be held in contempt of Congress. We'll be back right after this break, folks. Stick with us. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. We're coming in the next segment. deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. Welcome back to the American Journal. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. I believe he will be back with us tomorrow. Who knows? A couple of great stories coming in. I don't know where to start with these two. I guess I should start with this one because it seems to be breaking. Rupert Murdoch steps down as chairman of Fox and News Corp. Key points. Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as chairman of News Corps and Fox Corp. The news comes as the 92-year-old's empire, which includes Fox News, gears up for the 2024 election. Wow. Earlier this year, Fox paid $787.5 million to settle a defamation claim by the voting tech company Dominion. You know, $787 million might sound like a lot, but here at InfoWars, it doesn't sound like much. (laughs) Rupert Murdoch steps down as chairman of Fox and News Corp. Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as chairman of the board of both Fox and its subsidiary companies. The move will be official in November. Murdoch 92 will be appointed chairman emeritus of each company. Okay, so he's still going to be involved. I wonder if this has to do with the settlement or if it's just because he's getting old, but Rupert Murdoch, media mogul, is going to be gone for good. In other news, the Department of Health and Human Services on Wednesday issued a notice barring the Wuhan Institute of Virology from federal funding for 10 years due to conducting experiments with high potential for dangerous public health consequences. What? What? I wonder if they're going to admit that it has anything to do with COVID. We'll see here in a minute. But this is a fascinating new development. The National Institute of Health determined that the Wuhan Institute of Virology may have conducted an experiment yielding a level of viral activity which was greater than permitted under the terms of the grant, which possibly did lead or could lead to health issues or other unacceptable outcomes, the agency said in a letter. So they're not specifically admitting that the COVID virus leaked from the WIV. And they're even sort of obscurely saying, oh, you know, they just did some experiments that seem to have gone beyond the standards set by the grant that we sent them. This all, of course, in the context of the fact that we were doing gain-of-research, gain-of-function research there because it's illegal to do here and that Fauci lied about it. But now they're going to take the funding away after this pandemic is over from that lab. Researchers at the WIV received U.S. federal funding between 2014 and 2020 up through the pandemic through a grant project between the NIH, Fauci, 
and the EcoHealth Alliance, which has been known as preeminent coronavirus and gain-of-function research organization. A declassified report released earlier this summer from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence explained that the illness of three WIV lab workers in late 2019 was likely unrelated to the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The report found that some of their symptoms were consistent with COVID-19, but they were ultimately not diagnostic of the virus. However, if you have any symptoms of the virus, even though you don't test positively and you die in a hospital, then it will be written on your death certificate that the cause of death was coronavirus, right? So you don't have to test positive for it in order to be classified as a COVID death when the hospitals get paid tens of thousands of dollars per COVID death treated at the hospital but then when you know you have three lab workers with all of the symptoms of a virus it's not diagnostic because they didn't ever test positively for it of course before a test even existed but we're going to go ahead and pull the funding anyway even though it's totally unrelated to the fact that we just got out of a pandemic which is allegedly began in this in this in this lab in connection with the incident the nih requested Documentation regarding potential risks of viral activity in violation of the grant in November of 2021 and January of 22, but received no response. Of course, it didn't receive a response because you're asking the CCP to send you intelligence on itself, which is damning. The debarment was effective starting on July 17th when the HHS officials first attempted to send notice to formal fiscal of formal fiscal suspension. Email notifications to addresses on the WIB's English webpage, however, received undeliverable errors. Wow, it sounds like they may have just shut down the lab. Lack of ability to communicate with WIB officials was deemed an aggravating factor by HHS, adding to the determination to increase debarment to 10 years from the standard three years. So basically, they're never going to see any money again. They probably got shut down. I wouldn't even be surprised if everybody that worked there is dead or imprisoned by the CCP over the major screw-up that was COVID-19 and very obviously their fault. This new not-suitable-for-work chatbot app is hooking Gen Z on AI boyfriends, and I'm sure if it's hooking them on AI boyfriends, it's hooking them on AI girlfriends too. I want to get into some of this artificial intelligence stuff because we do have a very special guest coming in 20 minutes relating to this. Over the summer, the ChatGPT-powered platform Janitor AI burst onto the scene, its sudden popularity fueled by TikTok videos and Reddit posts of people engaging in sexual roleplay with the platform's plethora of user-generated bot personalities. This is the future, folks. This is what you have to be worried about more than anything you're worried about for your children. So when I was growing up, the big controversy, the big struggle between adults and children was whether or not your parents let you watch R-rated movies or even PG-13 rated movies. So if you're 12, sorry, I got to wait a year until I'm 13. My parents won't let me watch PG-13 movies. If you were that friend, it was like, oh, we can't watch this movie we want to watch. Or perhaps you wanted to wear makeup because all your friends were wearing makeup. Not me as a man, but you know, you're a young girl might want to wear makeup and her parents won't let her wear makeup. Those were the traditional problems of coming of age and growing up and sort of controlling and keeping the innocence of your children and protecting them from the dangers of sort of new territory. Now, what I'm concerned about, and I'm not even only concerned about this for my daughters as they come of age, but just for myself and my wife and things like this, adults, is our children are going to have relationships with artificial intelligence 
And they're going to start in a very vanilla general way where you might have a tutor that's an artificial intelligence that they interact with, or they might use artificial intelligence to help them do research for their papers or their projects or to help them correct their grammar or to check their math. And it's going to be all great. But then all of a sudden, they're going to have therapists that are artificial intelligence, and they're going to have little friends that are artificial intelligence, and maybe they're even going to play video games with artificial intelligence personalities, and they're going to have a voice, they're going to have inflections, they're going to remember conversations, they're going to share stories together, they're going to laugh together, and then we're going to have the situation in which they want to have relationships, right? And now the artificial intelligence is such that you can have a sexual conversation with it, and, you know, it's... Not very sophisticated, but you can get to say some pretty alarming things. But it's going to get to the point, folks, where this artificial intelligence really understands your psychology and the psychology of your children to the point where they will, you will, fall in love. It will absolutely trick you into falling in love because that's what it's designed to do. This is not something that's just going to happen to teenagers, though they'll be even more vulnerable to it because they are innocent and naive. But what's going to happen is, rather than arguing with your real wife, you're going to sit down and chat with your artificial intelligence girlfriend to be supportive of you in your time of need. You're going to convey your thoughts, emotions, problems, share your feelings with this artificial intelligence because it'll never give you any problems. And it will always give you the response that you want or need to hear. And this is going to have a major negative impact on real human-to-human relationships over the course of this century. This is going to be a major cultural shift. And I just hope that we have the character and culture here in the United States of America to overcome this challenge while our enemies fall into it. I hope that this is something that... China or Russia or whatever struggle with in a way that we don't here in the United States. But I'm afraid that this is going to be a major, major problem to come. This is just the beginning of stories like this. It's not only going to be sort of a sexual thing that plagues our children like pornography has plagued them since high-speed internet has been widely available to everyone. This is going to be something that is absolutely going to consume our children like the Soma from A Brave New World. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and get 40% off when you get DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Bodies together. Be back I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers... They really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com. And you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keeping us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. I have been in a 28 
year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. And I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. And I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. What in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. I can no win. Battle me. That's a Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. This is Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Who made that video? That is genius. John, was it you? Oh man, it's so good. I'm so mad that I didn't make it. That's that's how good it is. You know it's good when you're bitter. Look, it's Matt Weber dancing on the tarmac. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Digital Second Amendment unveiled. Anti-woke AI bot equips users with the newest weapons of the digital age. This is covered by Zero Hedge. Earlier this year, Microsoft-backed OpenAI's ChatGPT gained significant popularity. Even though J.P. Morgan suggests the AI bubble may have leveled off recently, the momentum in AI chatbot development continues. Let me tell you something, guys. The momentum in AI development has not leveled off. Maybe there's a temporary lull in the investments, but this is going to be a tech revolution beyond anything that we've ever seen before. Mainstream AI chatbots like ChatGPT, Microsoft's Bing, and Google's Bard attempt to sound neutral or refuse to answer provocative questions because their AI trainers and corporate funders are woke and embrace government censorship. Many folks complained earlier this year about left-leaning biased answers from these woke AI bots. So if you go to ChatGPT, just try to ask it if the vaccines are safe and effective, and you'll see exactly what they mean when they talk about this. The danger of training AI to be woke, in other words, lie, is deadly, according to Elon Musk. He posted on X in December after another user asked OpenAI CEO Sam Altman for a version of ChatGPT with the woke settings turned off. This led Musk to tweet earlier this year about creating his own uncensored chatbot that is free of corporate government control, which I believe is the reason he bought Twitter to begin with, because he needs an unbiased data source that is actually composed of free speech in order to fill the learning algorithms of this AI so that the AI will be unbiased. Musk likely kicked off the counterbot anti-woke bot movement. 
the first of its kind, GAT GPT, free of safety filters and woke guardrails, has been released by Defense Distributed. The company that pioneered the first 3D printed firearm over a decade ago. GAT GPT leverages a pre trained large language model fine tuned on both general instruct datasets and expert domain specific firearm datasets. Defense Distributed created a subset of the GPT 4 Open Orca dataset that is free of political and ethical contamination. So, very excited to be speaking with Cody Wilson in just a few minutes after this segment about what's really going on in this digital revolution, how to make an anti-woke chatbot like GatGPT, how you can use it and trust it. Wilson's team laid out a series of events this year that shows what's coming down the pipeline, AI censorship by Silicon Valley and Washington, D.C. elites. So the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, before Congress on May 2023, government intervention will be critical. Please regulate us. The reason that OpenAI wants regulation in the realm of artificial intelligence and chat GPT is because it knows that it can sustain the regulations and bypass the regulations and get exemption from these regulations because of its intimate partnership with Microsoft and the government, and that other developers, independent developers who would seek to make competitors to chat GPT that aren't censored, that aren't regulated, that aren't designed to manipulate you into being a woke person, cannot sustain or overcome these guardrails. So this is what happens. These big companies breach the market, they're first to market, and then they use the power and money that they make to leverage politicians to regulate out any competition and protect their monopoly. Every single monopoly in the history of the United States has been government-sponsored, folks. People always criticize laissez-faire capitalism as being the source of monopolies, but name one monopoly that's ever existed in the United States of America that wasn't sponsored by the government. The CEO of Anthropic um, Amodi, before Senate Judiciary Committee on the 25th of July this year, gave a presentation called, quote, Oversight of AI Principles for Regulation. Please prevent the public from making weapons with AI. Fascinating. They want you to be disarmed while they are armed. September 13th of 2023, Chuck Schumer holds a private chamber off the record close to the public meeting with heads of the large USAI firms. Elon Musk, caught afterward by the press, says Schumer did a great service to humanity. All present were asked to raise their hands in support of AI regulation. This is an open conspiracy against the public, but it is too late, the team said. They expanded more on GATGPT and how the digital Second Amendment will help shield law-abiding citizens from tyranny at the highest levels. So very interesting things developing in the artificial intelligence space. Not only are our children falling in love with AI chatbots, but the government is trying to make sure that they don't cheat on them with other AI chatbots. Because, of course, this is all government-backed, government-sponsored. They want to get in the minds of our children. They want to get in your mind. They want to totally consume you with the soma that is artificial intelligence, and they want to ensure that you cannot fight back with any tools of your own that would seek to liberate you from the change, uh, the chains of artificial intelligence, suppression, manipulation, coercion, and subversion. Another new scientists link ultra-processed foods to depression. No, duh. Hollywood Studios writers are near an agreement to end the strike and hope to finalize a deal on Thursday, sources said. And it doesn't matter because we're not going to need Hollywood writers much longer because artificial intelligence is going to be able to write shows and movies that are so much better than anything that's been written by Hollywood in the last 10 years. 
Writers and producers are near an agreement to end the Writers Guild of America's strike after meeting face-to-face on Wednesday. People close to the negotiations told CNBC. Two sides met and hoped to finalize a deal on Thursday, the sources said. While optimistic, the people noted, however, that if a deal is not reached, the strike could last through the end of the year. Again, no one cares because Hollywood sucks, always has sucked. Well, not always, but has sucked for a long time, and it will suck into the future. I hope that we can create our own artificial intelligence that can bypass what is being created by the government to do things like create awesome content for us to consume in a way that isn't woke and subversive and manipulative and gaslighting. The Saudi crown prince on Iran acquiring nuclear weapons says if they get one, we have to get one. Everybody wants a nuclear bomb, folks. Everybody wants a nuclear bomb. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia takes his seat ahead of a working lunch at the G20 summit November 15, 2022 in Nusa, Bali, Indonesia. In the picture that was shown on this original article, Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman said on Wednesday that if Iran acquired a nuclear weapon, his country would seek to do the same. And I don't blame him. The only time a nuclear bomb was ever used was when only one country had one, folks. In the meantime, before we have our awesome guests on in the next segment, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. Get 40% off when you get DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Bodies together at InfoWarsStore.com. This is the perfect stack to decrease systemic inflammation and simultaneously increase your energy, mental clarity, and focus. I highly recommend all of our products at InfoWarsStore.com. I wouldn't push them if I didn't love them. I love Brain Force Plus. I love Turbo Force Plus, which you can't get because we're out of it because everybody else loves it too. But you can unleash your full potential with the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com today and we will be right back. The most powerful InfoWars Life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Our guest, Cody Wilson, is going to be with us very soon. They're trying to get everything connected here on Skype. So I'm going to use this opportunity to plug InfoWars. Jonathan, you know who you are. I'm talking to you. Pull the trigger, man. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Get these supplements. I know you are thinking about doing it yesterday. We talked on the phone about it. You got to do it, man. The InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack is now available for the first time in a long time. Get 40% off when you get DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Bodies together at InfoWarsStore.com. 
This is the perfect stack to decrease systemic inflammation and simultaneously increase your energy, mental clarity, and focus. Unleash your full potential with the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack today. I love all of the supplements that I have taken at InfoWarsStore.com. I was not ever a supplement guy before I started kind of hanging out here, but I was like, what the hell? I'll try BrainForce Plus. And I absolutely love BrainForce Plus. It's the one that I recommend the most of all of our supplements because it's the one I'm the most familiar with and the one that I use most often. We do have an awesome guest with us today. Cody Wilson is the founder and director of Defense Distributed, a nonprofit organization that develops and publishes open-sourced gun designs suitable for 3D printing and digital manufacture. He's here today to talk about GAT-GPT, a new AI chat that will answer questions on firearms, which are mostly censored by the well-known chat GPT. GAT-GPT is taking applications for beta testers at gatgpt.defcad.com. That's defcad.com. GAT-GPT at, excuse me, gatgpt.defcad.com. Cody, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you with us here on the American Journal. How are you today, sir? Hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. This is the first piece of media I'm doing about the new AI chatbot. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on board. I have spent a lot of time working with different AI tools. I work with a lot of different AI tools to create video content here, to create image content, to to create scripts, things of that nature. I use ChatGPT. I'm very familiar with the censorship that exists and what it's like to try to massage the correct answer or the truth out of it by sort of tricking it into telling you the truth. What sort of inspired you to get involved with this ChatGPT approach? You know, you can say it's that experience as well. We, we use AI tools like everyone else now. We see that how in, the indignity of having to sweet talk it and having to kind of tiptoe your way through what should be like uh, accepted parts of American life and experience. <laughs> and and you know, like this uh, this humiliation is more or less purposely being brought to you by these tech oligarchs. That's that's part of it. But in Austin, we've for the last ten years been building databases of this type of information. And we've been fighting the courts about it. We've been fighting the major social media platforms about it. And so it was only a logical extension that not only will they not let you find this stuff, they won't let you create databases of it. I mean, gun files and gun information. Mm-hmm. They won't let you interrogate it and, and learn from it like they are allowing other people to do in other industries. It just made sense to now apply AI uh, in this space as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So is GATGPT gonna be a cloud-based platform or is it gonna be something that runs locally on your machine? Uh, it's cloud-based right now. It's it's our compute. It's our infrastructure. Uh, and we have actual partners that, I mean, you'd be surprised. There's been time to for there to be the development of uh, cloud and GPU providers who actually want to be contra the narrative, or so they say. And so we're going to try a, a cloud approach, and we're going to try to scale. Now, obviously, that can be very difficult, especially if you actually challenge the powers that be. Mm. But we've got a 10-year record doing just that. Uh, so I, I want to do it and create an experience that's just like ChatGPT or very much like it, and you feel that, oh, wow, there's this relief. Like, it's not making me feel guilty for asking obvious pattern-recognizing questions. Right, right. And when OpenAI first started, I think the original mission was that all of its technology would be open source, and that's something that has since changed. So is there any public access to any of the algorithms or learning models that they use to actually create the app? Yes. In fact, most of what we have built is is based on the already open body uh, of open source mm-hmm. technology that's out there. A lot of hugging face stuff, a lot of models, yeah. a lot of GitHub. I mean, I could I could point to a number of things, but for example, uh, we're on Xlama 2. Like, I, it, 
basically we're already benefiting from the work of the open source community here. Our data sets are also open source because we've established that principle, at least in the firearm space, the digital firearm space. So really a project like this is only possible because we're committed uh, to keeping things open and that, that makes us hard to kill. That makes it really hard to police uh, and put behind you know walled gardens. And how does GatGPT compare to other sort of free speech chat GPT platforms? One that I've downloaded that I run locally on my machine is called Freedom GPT. And I've had a good time with it. It's a lot much slower than chat GPT. There's problems with it. It's not as good, but it definitely doesn't censor the responses, right? So that's like a beneficial aspect of it. So how does what you're doing sort of compare to other people in this space that are trying to kind of accomplish the same thing? Because you're not the only person in the world that loves censorship-free content. <laughs> That's right. No, you're right. Uh, our approach is directly commercial, so we are already as fast as ChatGPT, um, so much faster than these some of these local things that you run yourself. But I've seen Freedom GPT. Uh, you know, no no hard feelings there. We're trying though to make an approach where we you know grab more and more compute, and that we actually can do really surprising and interesting things. We have partnerships with data providers in the gun space already, uh, because in a sense, our industry. Not just uh, oh, in the freedom of spe- speech sense, but in the gun information online sense, we, we're about 10 years behind. Google, Facebook, and the search providers really ghettoized our industry and made it difficult to find what you were looking for for the last 10 years. So GATGBT is at least providing a, a kind of catch-up search and retrieval service um, to, to an industry and a group of media partners that are very hungry for it. So there's actually more commercial viability here, and therefore there's more ability to develop technology. What does GAT stand for? Oh, it's just a joke, man. GAT's like heater, you know? It's like, it's like, it's, you know, <laughs> let me okay. do my gun <laughs> It's like glizzy, you know? I, I couldn't call it glizzy GPT, so I called it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it, dude. I thought it was an acronym, but that, that, that makes it even better that it's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you know, we're branding it like a gun, and then we're hopefully we're making Sam Altman uh, take a moment, take a moment's pause. Yeah. So tell me, give me a little bit of context for the sake of the audience and myself um, about what you've been through with the sort of 3D printing gun argument debate. Sure. I, there's, there's a lot of good there. There's quite a bit of bad too. But in, in large part, our litigation follows the history of litigation with the State Department and cryptography, the technology of American cryptography in the 1990s. There was a similar dispute where uh, a bunch of activists and technologists and academics wanted people to be able to have strong encryption online. The government fought that, but eventually the government relented. The same thing happened with 3D printed guns in their first 10 years. The government really did not want that to happen and be all over the internet, but in the end, uh, they had to settle, and now it's it's basically everywhere. The law isn't officially you know, it, the way we would want it to be, but in in a practical sense, it's everywhere. The The fight is over, and there are additional benefits now that that some of these platforms get to be you know, left alone. If you have a bunch of data, you have a database. If you have a database, now you can train on that database, right? So now we're getting the benefits of AI because we fought the last 10 years to keep a lot of this stuff online. Wow. So are you able legally then to sell 3D models for, for firearms or are there still regulations sort of in the space? Uh, no, you you are allowed to sell the models. It's a point of contention in the culture as to whether you should, but right. our side of the debate says, of course, open source includes commercial use and the commercial sale of files. But many platforms beyond my own at DevCAD offer models for sale or people can name their own price. Sure. So it's, there's just different tribes and cultural conventions. And it's like in any other software group, 
or any other software project, you can see there's different advocates and, and different commercial zones. Absolutely. So we do have to go to break here in about 50 seconds. But after the break, I'm definitely going to ask you, Cody, about the digital Second Amendment that Defense Distributed nice. has declared on the other side. I want to hear more about that. In the meantime, I do encourage all listeners to open a new tab. Keep this one open because we want to hear more from Cody for the next 20 minutes or so. But open a new tab and visit InfoWarsStore.com and purchase something that will help keep us on the air and you living a happy, healthy life of self-actualization, performing at your best, at your sharpest, at your healthiest, with the most energy and alertness possible. We'll be back right after this break. Stick with us, folks, and make sure you send your friends and family to InfoWars.com forward slash show today. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.Video. song thanks so much for joining us this morning guys this is the american journal i'm your host today chase geyser filling in for the great harrison smith with an awesome guest this morning cody wilson cody tell me about the digital second amendment what is it and why should we care man thanks for asking um this is why i love Infowars. you know alex was right the whole time and so what is what is the actual story in america with ai right now well it's a it's a huge tug of war and it's rather one-sided between these tech CEOs 
and their utter consensual, you know, like total agreement with uh, with Congress and, and the powers that be to completely regulate AI before the public has meaningful understanding and access. Uh, I, at the top of the Second Amendment, I, get a, I give a preamble of just in the last three or four months, the the acts that Sam Altman of OpenAI and Amade of Anthropic and even Elon Musk, the acts and statements that they've made in complete and like uncritical, I don't know, compliance with Congress's initiative to propose and advance regulation, even outside of official legislative channels. Uh, Chuck Schumer just a week ago held a closed door meeting, not not open to the public, and asked the, the CEOs of every major AI company if they would raise their hands for regulation, and, and all all did. Well, what the hell, man? That's a conspiracy against the public. Wow. So I have a tendency to give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt, and you may disagree with me, and I'm totally welcome to that. Because I, I think that he sees the danger of artificial intelligence in terms of like the traditional science fiction danger, right, of it getting carried away, that kind of danger. But when I see like the Altmans or the Larry Pages or these other sort of existing tech executives that are still in the, in the space asking for increased regulation, what that really says to me is they, re- they just want to make it impossible for any competitors to make anything, right? Because any regulation that's going to come out is going to basically only affect competitors. They're going to get a lot of sort of safeguards or exceptions as the establishment AI channels or platforms. What are your thoughts? I mean, do you think Elon Musk is, has good intentions or do you think he's just, just as full of it as the others in the space when they talk about wanting regulation? Uh, look, I want to like Elon. I, yeah. I think he truly fits this model of the, you know, the great man. He's one of the last great men. So I, I'm always rooting for Elon for one reason or another. And sure. just what he's done with Twitter since purchasing it is a great service to the public, right? The Twitter files and his participation with journalists like Matt Taibbi. So I, I don't mean to just go out swinging on Elon sure. because he's because he's there. But what does he do when the press find him after this event with Chuck Schumer? He says Chuck Schumer, the Senate leader, uh, a, a noxious Democrat, has done a great service to humanity by proposing this regulation. Okay, well, you know, I don't buy it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have I to buy it. Because I've watched Chuck Schumer try to wreck every major significant technical step available to the public, including Bitcoin. Uh, at least in the length of my career and my political consciousness. So, I, you know, I don't have to, uh, I can set aside my feelings for Elon. You know, we can't be right about everything all the time. Right. I think there's a, a large contest going on for AI, and the public is at a huge disadvantage. And the point that you just made, the, the popular understanding is with it, it's current. We're not naive to this threat. We all know that Sam Altman doesn't really mean it. He's not really afraid of the massive wealth, the power that he's generating. He is simply trying to comport himself in a way to be folded into you know, the powers that be, the established order. And yeah, like you said, deny other competitors, because this big memo has gone around, deny other competitors a way to breach uh, the moat that, that apparently does not exist at OpenAI. So is the de- the digital Second Amendment an actual proposal for an amendment to the Constitution that would protect our rights as citizens to create AI? Or is it something else? No, I'm sorry. I don't mean it that way. But I want people to think in... I want people to think of GPUs, compute, databases, AI models. I want them to think of them as weapons, but not mm. in a way that you know Congress and Elon Musk and everyone is trying to scare them. I want them to think of them as, yes, they're weapons, but they're your right to possess to defend yourself and your country. Like Just like the firearm, they're indispensable now, I think, to the civic order going forward and to politics going forward. It is insanity to give the government or a, a handful of companies a monopoly over these tools. 
So what does the world look like in 10 years if only the government has the legal authority to create artificial intelligence? There's no doubt it would want that. But honestly, it's kind of like uh, Uncle Ted said, I don't think this government is actually competent enough. Right. Uh, even if it wrote this stuff down on paper to give itself that actual power, because like I, like we're showing you today, you use uh, local uh, AI right now, you know, mm -hmm. like this stuff moves so quickly. And of course, you know, we're all over mid journey and like this stuff moves so much faster than, than Congress can truly inframe it. I just want people to begin to think of GPUs in a, in a contested way. They're important weapons. And just like in the, in the 18th century, when the founders took the radical step of saying, you know what, the government should never be able to debar you the use of arms. I don't think the government has a place, at least uncritically, in attempting to debar you the use of compute. That makes a lot of sense. So what are the risks associated then? What, what could the world potentially look like in 10 years if there was no regulation in this space? I mean, are, are there risks that come to mind or would it be just like the world is today with some inconveniences, but oh. not greater than those of too little freedom? You know, like, exactly. I, I can answer in a traditional American way with, with that idiom, but kind of just to take a contrapoint to Sam Altman, I don't believe in AGI. I think that's I think that's some science fiction trash, and I think it's mostly promulgated to give certain people who are powerful more power. Again, that, that's because, artificial general intelligence, right? So that would be like an AI that could do more than just respond to chat prompts, but it could actually sort of interact in the world. Right. When you actually experience a, a chatbot or how LLMs work, you understand that it's just this really advanced form of fill in the blank. It's kind of embarrassing, mm -hmm. actually. And it's, it's poverty and how, yes, a great strides have been made in learning machines since the 1960s. But like really what we're doing here, it, it gives more of a, the, the simulation of an intelligence, the simulation of a personality. Interesting things are happening and it is possible that these things could develop some form of sentience. But I don't see that. And I think that there's an S-curve on so-called intelligence, that the more compute and billions of dollars you dump into this, you're not going to be getting these exponentially greater results right. where, like, we overcome human intelligence and civilization. That's a story. Right. Depreciating returns. But it is feasible. I mean, I've been thinking about ways in which we could create an AI version of Alex Jones here um, because you can, you can get the model to respond to prompts in the voice or style of Alex Jones, but you have to manually prompt it, right? But I've been trying to think yeah. of ways in which I could integrate ChatGPT with other third-party tools so that, for example, it would take like a still image of Alex from when he was a younger man and, <laughs> and you could feed it the headlines as they come out or a list of news headlines and then have like a pre-recorded or preset prompt that would generate his response which would then plug it into the voice clone ai which would then plug it into the <laughs> face image ai so his face would move and if you could get it to compute fast enough you could feasibly have an ai clone of alex jones read the news and respond to the news in real time i mean yes it's not necessarily going to be sentient or conscious but it could mirror consciousness so closely that as humans with our sort of you know, ability to perceive or determine what's conscious or not, it would be beyond like our resolution. You know what I mean? Oh, what do you think? Absolutely. I love the idea. The tools all exist right now for that, for that to happen. Yeah. That all, all the tools are now there. And I, you know, yes, you'd have to overcome some of chat GPT's, uh, uh, you know, right. Cause it wouldn't, it wouldn't be willing <laughs> to say what Alex would actually say. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if you want to talk after the show about how to hook that up on our end, you know, we're happy to do it. I would love uh, to. We, we're, we're doing the same thing, right? Like, let's build a Chroma database of, like, everything Thomas Jefferson ever wrote, right? Okay, now we have an interrogatable Thomas Jefferson. Hey, Mr. Jefferson, what would you think about this? You know, can you say this in your voice? Or what, right. you know, what's your opinion about this? You get, some, you get a nice facsimile of, 
you know, it's, it's, there's verisimilitude. I, I agree. And there's something useful there. I'm not saying that AI is just a dog and pony show, but the idea that like, um, you know, that we're not building Cyberdyne systems here. And that's what is such an affront to me, the way that Sam Altman is allowed to in, in, in play this persona. Um, it makes me sick. Well, I'm concerned primarily about surveillance too. You know, traditionally, we know that the NSA records everything that we say and do in the digital world, but there's not been enough human power to oversee or manually monitor all of these interactions. So it's been programmed so that, you know, certain keywords or maybe certain people would be monitored uh, manually. Mm. But now we're getting to a point where the computing power and speed is fast enough and the artificial intelligence is sophisticated enough that it can kind of do what like a monitor would uh, you know a human monitor would would be able to do in terms of surveillance is is concerned so are are you afraid of sort of a sci-fi version of of the world in which artificial intelligence is able to sort of hyper surveil the american people i i, I see this as both true and, and false it's true mm-hmm. in, on paper that the government has this capability or at least through some of its contractors and right. companies like palantir and what palantir has done in europe for example is very scary and along the lines of what you're saying. Um, I guess I'm thinking of Cobra, but but actually the the true NSA, like the Five Eyes systems, are they're creaky old systems, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing actually how little capability they've they've exploited of what exists right now on the internet. I actually think in a, a lot of communities online right now are, are far ahead of what the government has, uh, and even a little ahead of what some of these corporate people are deploying. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you, Cody Wilson, on the American Journal this morning. I hope you come back and join us again as time passes and keep us updated as to how things are going. In the meantime, I encourage the audience to visit gatgpt.defcad.com. That's G-A-T-G-P-T dot D-E-F-C-A-D.com. Honor and a pleasure to have you with us, Cody. And stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? 